This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. On today's show, we're discussing San Jose's requirement for city employees to be vaccinated for COVID-19, as well as efforts by a major local business group to diversify its members and leadership following fallout from a racist ad scandal. By the end of September, all city employees need to submit proof they're vaccinated for COVID-19 or face suspension, possibly even termination. Joining me now to talk more about this is reporter Tron Nguyen. Hey, Tron. Hey. So, Tron, can you explain this new requirement? How is this different from what the city announced earlier this summer? Sure. So this is essentially phase two um, of the city vaccination mandate policy. In August, the city announced a policy where workers and city employees can either submit proof of vaccination or submit weekly um, negative tests in in place of the vaccination proof. Um, This will go away by September 30th, Uh, which is the deadline that the city just finalized um, this Wednesday. Um, By September 30th, um, workers and employees are going to need to submit vaccination proof or have an exemption, either a medical or religious exemption approved by the city by that date. Okay. Do we know how many employees are currently vaccinated or how many are claiming exemption for vaccination? We do not have that data right now. Um, The city had an um, initial deadline of August 23rd for employees and workers to submit their um, vaccination proof. Um, We have since asked the city for this info and for it to break down by the department because um, earlier in August, we have reported that um, San Jose Police Department has fairly low um, vaccination rate around 50, uh, 50 something percent. Um, So we were just curious about that. We've been asking the city for this uh, information for two weeks, going almost three weeks now, um, but we still have not um, got a straight answer on that yet. Um, the president um, of the large, the president of the largest union in the city, uh, Steve Solorio, uh, told me that the last time he heard, around eighty percent of the city employees' of population have been vaccinated, um, and we also don't know how many people are going to claim exemption. But um, Steve has said that uh, it. He's expected to be a small number. Okay. Now, the city employs a little over 7,500 people across numerous labor unions. I want to say it's about 11 unions total. What are the unions saying about this policy? Right. So we reach out to the three largest unions, um, MEF, which is um, whose president is Steve Slorio. Um, that union represents over 3,200 employees part-time and full-time. Their position at this point um, is that they not they are not going to challenge um, this new policy. Um, Steve shared that others unions um, in different places have have tried to take this to court, um, and so far the law, um, the court of rule, and the federal legal guide, guidance um, has 
stated that employers has the right to require such vaccination. Um, so they said that they are going to abide by the policy, um, but they will work with the will continue to work with the city to make sure that workers um, have right um, and will have a fair um, process if they run into any um, issue in the future. Um, San Jose Police Department Union um, did not answer a question and um, the firefighter union's local 230 also declined to comment at this point. Um, and another thing that um, I want to add that we... So in, in early August, we reported that San Jose Police Department has very low um, vaccination rate. And the spokesperson actually just reached out to me this morning after our story got published and said that um, their vaccination rate is close to 90% now. Um, so that's one update um, from that one department. Okay. Now, your story on this uh, that we ran recently, it includes a map that shows the vaccination rate across Santa Clara County by census tract. How do these vaccination rates compare among the different census tracts? Yeah, so this is the data that um, we got from the county, um, and I just laid it on top of census track, um, a census track map. Um, in Santa Clara County, we've seen um, it's pretty, like we've seen it's in the past month or so, vaccination rate in the county is very high um, overall. Um, in Santa, Cla um, in excuse me, in San Jose specifically. Um, it's a little lower than the vaccination rate is a little lower overall um, than other cities um, around surrounding neighbor cities surrounding us. Um, there are pockets um, in the city with um, 95% vaccination rate. Essentially, the county is saying 95% is essentially everybody have been vaccinated. Everybody who's eligible have been vaccinated um, just because we don't have a, uh, I guess, accurate uh, tally of the population in each um, track. So they are capping at 95%. Um, but overall, um, we, we still see, you know, areas like South San, San Jose or East San Jose where a couple of census tracts still hover around 70% vaccination rate. Um, so it's overall it's good, but um, disparities do exist. San Jose isn't the only city in the Bay Area with this proof of vaccination requirement for its workers. Uh, what other cities are enforcing similar measures? Yeah, so San Jose um, is not the first one to do this. Um, across the Bay, San Francisco was the first major city to impose vaccination um, mandate um, within City Hall and beyond. Um, they have already implemented their uh, policy a while ago. And as of last month, I think 20 employees already faced disciplinary for failing to report their vaccination status. Um, so we will definitely check back in with San Jose um, when this deadline coming up um, to see what's going to be the consequences of this policy. Yes, I'm very curious to know how many employees are going to claim an exemption and what kind of exemption that's going to be. And maybe even when we get some preliminary data from the city, we can look at doing something on that. Well, thank you for coming on, Tron. I appreciate it. Of course. 
San Jose Spotlight is a community-supported, nonprofit news organization fueled by readers and listeners like you. You can support our work by becoming a sustaining member with a monthly or annual donation on our website, sanjosespotlight.com. Nearly a year ago, the Silicon Valley organization was rocked by controversy over a racist political ad. Its CEO resigned, its political action committee dissolved, and members walked away. Now, with new leadership at the helm, the organization is rebranded to the San Jose Chamber of Commerce and is looking to diversify its board and business members. Join me now to discuss this as senior reporter Eli Wolf. How's it going, Eli? Good, Nick. So give us a bit of background here. Uh, the Chamber, previously known as the Silicon Valley Organization, they have a history of controversy, correct? Yeah. So the most recent thing which you referenced was that back in October, the SBO's PAC uh, posted a racist campaign ad that was targeting a progressive candidate, uh, Jake Tonkel. Prior to this, the SBO had actually also been implicated in the use of an image of, uh, of a council member, uh, but in the photo, her face appeared to have been darkened. Um, this that, that generated some controversy, but the one in October triggered a really, really serious public backlash against the SVO. And uh, that actually culminated in the CEO resigning and the uh, organization dissolving its PAC and um, uh, conducting an uh, internal investigation to find out sort of what had happened. Um, so more recently, the organization has rebranded itself as the San Jose Chamber of Commerce and uh, they've brought on as CEO Derek Seaver. Right. And um, he was recently hired on in April, I believe. What is the chamber doing to diversify its members and mostly white uh, executive staff? So Seaver says that they're doing a few different things to try to create changes on a uh, systemic level in the organization. One is they're trying to make it easier for smaller and medium-sized companies to join up, which they're hoping will bring in more minority-owned businesses. Um, the board of directors is also meeting in the fall to discuss uh, some possible changes they could make in uh, how they select new directors, which they're hoping will lead to an increase in the diversity of the board. Uh, and Seaver said they're also going to be doing training on principles related to uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is also known as DEI. Um, but but the reality is, I mean, not a ton has changed since last year. Uh, Seaver said that about 24% of the board uh, were people of color last year. This year, uh, the percentage is about 34% of the board identify as POC. So there are 45 board members, so it's not a staggering increase over this past year, but it is an increase. Um, And I should also note that when I talked with Seaver, he was very eager to increase representation on the board beyond what they already have. What do business owners have to say about the Chamber's move to increase diversity? Well, it's sort of a mixed bag. Um, I I did speak with a business owner who recently joined the Chamber, and... um, uh, as a member, and he was he was very happy with the services that they provide, um, specifically things like assistance with, uh, you know, the uh, permitting process. Um, but when I talked with Dennis King, who leads the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, of Silicon Valley, he said he wants to see more action from the chamber. Um, he pointed out that a lot of minority-owned businesses in San Jose uh, suffered greatly during the pandemic, and they're still suffering. And they're not going to wait to see uh, what the San Jose Chamber of Commerce can do to help them. They, they need immediate assistance. Yes, many businesses have been impacted by the pandemic. Now, final question here. Um, the SVO recently rebranded as the San Jose Chamber of Commerce. That was uh, a couple weeks ago now. Does this rebranding play into the move to improve diversity within the organization or somehow try to wipe the slate clean with last year's scandal? Uh, it's an interesting question. Um, Seaver is very adamant that they are not trying to sweep the scandal under the rug. He says that it was hurtful and they're not going to pretend like they can just make it go away by saying the right thing. 
Um, that said, I do think that they absolutely want a fresh start after the events of last year. And I think that part of that means looking at ways to change their culture and uh, sort of re-examine who they serve in the community. So they've been making some steps, as I mentioned, and some business leaders are happy about that. But there are a lot of folks that are watching them to see if they're going to follow through with actually implementing the systemic changes that they've talked about wanting to produce, um, you know, to see if they're actually going to create real diversity in the organization. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.